and be glad and that we welcome you to join us and worship with us today right where you are. You uh, might be streaming online or you might be driving or you might be at home, but graciously to join us as we are here in this place to worship. Uh, we want to welcome you to worship our resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a little something like this. We're all one in the body of Christ. Some We're all one in the body of Christ. Some Only one salvation 
chapter 9, we're going to go down to the 14th verse. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. Amen. You may stand in honor of God's word. 
and it reads, When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the, this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, reading and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into a water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can be cast only by prayer. Amen. Thank <laughs> you. 
on the right hand of his majesty. He is our resurrected Lord and Savior. There's none like him. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Glorify your name, O God. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we adore you. Yes. Lord, we love you. We thank you for how great you are, how magnificent you are. Lord, there's nothing that you cannot do. You do all things well. You are perfect in everything that you do. Oh God, we just thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. For being our God all by yourself. That you are sovereign. Yes. You are omnipotent. You are all powerful. You are our rock. You are our refuge. We thank you for bringing us on a mighty, mighty long way. We can look over our lives and see how you've been good to us. Yes. Better than we deserve. And we bless your God. We magnify you. We worship you. And Lord, we desire to hear a word from you. Speak now, Lord, your servants are listening. That we will have your word hidden in our heart. That we might not sin against you. And that we might see Jesus. And run after him, follow him all the days of our life. Have thy way right now, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As you can see in our study, post the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, talking about how our lives change once we meet with Jesus. Uh, our text today that we look into comes from the Gospel according to Mark 9, chapter, verses 14 uh, to 29. And in this pericope, we're dealing with uh, a father and a son uh, that are looking to have healing come into the family, but then we find out that, that the disciples that Jesus had left behind were unable to accomplish this. What we want to talk about now that this man and this father are truly are integral in this text, but they are not the main subject in the lesson. Jesus is basically teaching that if you lack faith and prayer, you might not see the change you want to have happen in your life. So I'm going to encourage us today as you look at this text, how we too are changed through prayer and faith. When we meet Christ, we place our faith in him. We place our trust in him. And so once we believe in him, that should then change our actions, change the way we live. We should have a changed lifestyle. And part of this changed lifestyle is understanding the necessity of prayer. That I need to pray to live. I need prayer in order to make it throughout the day. And so when days are getting out of hand and I'm dealing with some struggles and some issues in my life, I, I want to encourage you to take inventory in your life and say, did I spend some time in prayer today? Mm. See, chaos without Christ happens when we don't put Christ in our life. 
I, I, I like to express chaos another way you can experience chaos and says the words this that it could be disorganization, disarray, disorder, confusion, mayhem, bedlam, pandemonium. It goes on and on. And basically it says, well, things are out of order, well, things are loud, well, things are noisy, things are confusing, things are not working out together in an organized fashion. That is chaos. I'm going to encourage us that we have walked into chaos many times in our lives. You walked in and say, this is not my house. This is not my classroom. This is not my job. There's something off here. There's something wrong here. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel well. And you're trying to figure out what is it that the circumstances right now seem so out of hand. And I bet if you would take some inventory and some look at those that we might be lacking some time in prayer. Did you spend some time meditating on his word? Did you spend some time saying, Lord, I need you to guide me through this situation? Did you spend some time confessing and interceding on behalf of somebody else? We walk into chaotic situations that could have been avoided if we spent some time in prayer. Some things we need energy, we need strength, and we find that in prayer. Prayer helps us to depend on God more than we depend on ourselves. Prayer teaches us that with God, all things are possible. Prayer helps us to understand that God can do But now, in our text, y'all with me here, Mark 9, chapter. I'm going to start at verse 14 that kind of gives us the setting of where we are in this pericope where we're looking at this morning. Uh, The text says, New German translation gives you a temporal part of when something has happened, right? So, when they returned to the other disciples, uh, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. Uh, when they return. Who is they? A good question. Glad y'all paying attention this morning. Uh, they is Jesus, James, John, and, and, and then they came down. Uh, I'm sorry, Peter, James, and John. When Jesus, Peter, James, and John came down from where? The mountain. The mountain where uh, Jesus was transfigured. The mountain where they saw Elijah and Moses by Jesus. The mountain where Peter says, hey, it's good for us to be here. Let us put some boots up here. Let us stay up here because this is magnificent. This is amazing to see something so spectacular. The, the mountain of experience they had to see the glory of the Son of God while he was on earth. They got to take care of that. But then Mark 9, chapter, verse 8 says, Suddenly when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. And they came down from this mountain experience. I can imagine coming down from a mountain experience like this feeling uh, kind of special. Uh, Peter, James, and John and were not with the other disciples. Uh, they were part of a VIP group. Uh, they got to experience some things nobody else got to experience. And earlier we talked about when he went into the house. It was just so sweet. I went into the house and he is the little girl. We see that Peter, James, and, and John have a special relationship with Jesus that they get to see some things before the other disciples get to see some things. So I, I, I can see how they're feeling pretty good about themselves and everything is going well, but then all of a sudden they walk into chaos. They walk into 
Y'all got to look at the following uh, verse. It says, when the crowd, I'm sorry, continue on. They saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of this law were arguing with them. This is with the other disciples. Uh, Jesus, Peter, James, uh, they're not a part of this chaotic commotion. But now that they have showed up, they quickly become parts of this commotion. But notice the attitudes change when they see Jesus. Verse 15 says, when the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. Notice how Jesus changes the situation. Encourage you again that if you want to have a change in life without chaotic episodes, we got to make sure we introduce Christ to help calm down the confusion. Once Jesus showed up, what they were arguing about became not as important that they moved from that, purpose, that, that place, that position, and went to go where Jesus is. And they could say that we want to be where he is. We want to be in his presence. We want to be in his uh, presence and serving him for his Lord, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so they run and go see Jesus. But what's happening here is that there's no control, there's no structure, there's no organization. And that what Jesus points out to them, this is because of lack of prayer. And so when the crowd saw Jesus, they were awe and surprised. And some suggest that they were in awe because they knew that when he came, possibly what was not the disciples able to do, that he can do. But anyway, Jesus always brings order to our lives. Here it is that Jesus understands that there's a situation going on and now he's using his teaching to help them to identify what the problem is. Sometimes in our lives we try to solve our problems by not identifying our problem. The text tells us they were arguing. We still do not know what they were arguing about, but yet there's a problem at hand. And the problem that was identified was a father says, hey, your disciples can't heal my son. I brought them here hoping that you notice he says you Jesus and so Jesus if you can do it then your disciples should be able to do it but yet something is happening here that there's no power here watch that they are unable to overcome this evil spirit and, and, and you see here that Jesus is trying to figure out wait a minute what is going on why we're having such a commotion and the Notice it wasn't the disciples that spoke up. It was a man in need that spoke up. I am in need of you healing my son. The man's son has been possessed by a demon. The man's faith for his son to be healed is now shaken. He came with expectation that they would be able to heal his son. But now when he got there, they were unable to do what he was expecting them to do. I don't know if you've been there before, that you go somewhere expecting something and then you start getting some setbacks. You start wondering, am I in the right place? Did I come to the right person or the right place to get this done? Because what I thought was going to be getting done is not happening right now. The man believed that it was possible, but now he's thinking that it might not be possible. 
Jesus identifies the problem is that these disciples, along with this man, have doubts and uncertainty and are not aware of if even this can be changed or can be healed. But again, I want to highlight that Jesus was on the mountaintop having a great time with his God, our, our Father, and talking to his disciples and know that he's about to give himself up. And then he comes down and he's dealing with chaos. But he changes the mood with his presence. That they went from being arguing to being in awe and amazed with Jesus. When they saw him, the text said they were overwhelmed with awe and they ran to greet him. I encourage you that if you're dealing with a chaotic moment in your life, bring Jesus in. Bring them in with worship. Bring them in with awe. Bring them in with gratitude. Bring them in worship him. Bless his holy name. Allow him to change the atmosphere. I guarantee if you're in a room and someone's back at you and you're arguing and you start saying, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> your, your, your conscience going to have to change because if you're saying some words that you say you mean it, it's, it's an impact you. It should change you. Jesus loves me, this I know. When you can remind yourself of who he is and invite him into this place, into this present, it changes the atmosphere. Run to see Jesus like they ran to see Jesus. Don't stay in the chaotic mess. Look to see how can I get out there, Jesus, I want to be where he is. When we are in the midst of trouble, we need to look to the Lord for our help. Because the Lord is our help and our stronghold. He is our rock. He is our refuge. He is our sword and shield. When we can stop and refocus on what is good and what is pleasing, what is righteous, and what is holy, uh, we'll be able to identify the solution and find the answer in Jesus. Because when they ran to Jesus, Jesus helped to identify the problem. The Father speaks up trying to get your disciples to help me out, but they're not getting it done. The man tells Jesus all about his problems. Just like we too can lay all our problems at the master's feet. The Lord is open to hear all about your trials and tribulations. And the beautiful thing is that he's able to do something about it. You can call some friends and family, you can write, you can go with them and tell them how you had a bad day. They can pat you on the back and give you a hug or comment on the phone and say, oh, I'm praying for you, so bad. But if you come to God, God can say something. And immediately things can change. Situations shift. And so here it is that he's telling about the spirit that violently attacks his son. And now Jesus is dealing with his impotent disciples. The disciples' lack of faith is being addressed because Jesus is disappointed with them. The reason why Jesus is disappointed with them is because earlier in Mark 6, chapter, verse 7, we are told how Jesus gave them power and authority over evil spirits. I'm going to read it to you. Look at the translation. And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits 
So you should be able to understand that why Jesus is upset when he's already given them everything they need to be successful. But now, here we are, chapter 9, verse 18, and whenever the Spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground, and when he falls at the mouth and dries, his teeth and becomes rigid, so I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. I can see why Jesus didn't upset. The lack of faith they had made them have lack of power. Uh, Jesus already empowered and gave them authority over evil spirits, but for some reason they are unable to cast this one out. Uh, Jesus now, understanding the difference in this demon to some other demons, he asked the Father, How long has this been happening? He replies, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. This man is so desperate for Jesus to do something. He says, help him if you can. This man came believing it was possible, but now he's not sure if it's possible. Have you been there before? You are trying to get something done and things are so chaotic, things are so messed up, and you're like, just do whatever you can. Right? You, you just said, I, I, I know you can't fix it, but can you do whatever you can so at least I can drive it back home or I can do something, try to get something done, whether it be a patch or whether it be this or something to hold us over in the meanwhile trying to figure something out. Anybody been there before that? You are so bad and so messed up, don't know what to do, but yourself, I'll take anything. Whatever you can do, I, I, I'll take anything, right? I, I need stitches, but just give me a band-aid. I, I'll take the band-aid. I, I'll take whatever you got to help me out so I can find somebody that can suit your media, right? We, we are dealing with times that your problems broke down and you're like, hey, I, I, I need anything. You get in the room. You can't go, man, I'll, I'll take anything, right? We are at times in our life, things are so chaotic, so confusing that we have no focus, we have no direction, that we'll just take anything to help us out. The man is talking to the one who can make all things possible, but yet he is so broken that he's so distraught. Uh, he says, if you have mercy, and then if you can, uh, I'll take it. Jesus sees this man is indeed, but also this man has faith, has been crushed. I want to encourage you, as Jesus want to tell this man, that God will never let you down. Look how I like how uh, the New Living Translation says in verse 23, What do you mean if I can? Anything is, is possible if a person believes. Uh, Jesus basically said, What do you mean if I can? The question is not if I can, the question is do you believe I can? Jesus pointed out to him that I can do anything. But the question is, do you believe that I can do anything? See, sometimes in our lives that our prayer life is lacking because we don't believe that God can do what we're asking him to do. 
You, you, you try to get something on your own, but you're not asking, Lord, is it that I need? Will you help me accomplish this thing? Because we get caught up thinking about ourselves. We start thinking what we can do, and then we are forgetting what our God can do. Jesus had to remind him that with me, everything is possible. The father now heard this instantly cries out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And that's something. I, I do believe, but I'm struggling. I've been, I've been rebuked. I, I've been let down by, by your disciples. I, I can't believe it that they could heal him, but they let me down. I, now I don't know what's going on. I've been dealing with this since he was a little boy, and, and now it's the same situation because I've heard stories about how your disciples going into town two by two, rebuking spirits, and you, you take your power. I heard about you, Jesus, able to heal people, but now standing here wondering is it still possible because those who I thought could get it done watch out now didn't get it done we sometimes get let down because it's not our faith is lacking but who we put our faith in will let us down but Jesus pointed out to them that we believe me not, not them not in them but do you believe in me? Let me encourage somebody. Sometimes we put our faith in man and women. We put our faith in them, but we should put our faith in him. He can do all things. Jesus answered the man as the crowd starts swelling around to see the activity that is happening. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. The spirit responds by screaming and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. But the boy appeared to be dead. The crowd looking around and said, the murmur ran through the crowd and Stephen said, he's dead. Notice now they are crowding around wondering if it even works. But notice how when Jesus spoke, that demon understood that this one got the force. This one has power. Uh, I don't want to get out of this body. I'm going to do some other stuff. And that's when Jesus stops to ask, how long has this been happening? All right, the crowd is rattling around. Demon spirit, I rebuke you. Get out of it. Let. I want you to understand. It obeys Christ's command. Now the man is laying down. He's laying down. Jesus showed his great power in the midst of his father's doubt, in the midst of his father's power, in the midst of this chaotic situation, in the midst of everybody wondering, is it possible? Because there were so many epic failures beforehand that couldn't be done. Because even when Jesus did it, they did not believe it. It was done. They said, look, he's dead now. It looks like it's all over, but look what Jesus did. Verse 27. And Jesus took him by the hand, helped him to his feet, and he stood up. See, when we are in a chaotic situation in our life, and it overwhelms us, 
knocks us out. I want to encourage that Jesus is here to pick you up. When others doubt what can be done, God's going to show you what can be done. And here's the situation again about this man and his son. They happen to be blessed by Jesus teaching this message to his disciples that y'all couldn't get this done because y'all lack faith. You need to trust in Jesus. Because here's what happens. They go into the house. They ask Jesus later on in the text. I see that man in the and said, they go into the house. So he meant, so why couldn't we get it done? Right? They, they realize that you gave us power, but how come we couldn't get it done? Jesus pointed out to them that some things only come through prayer. Highlighting them that you might have got filled on yourself, that you stopped depending on me. Uh, you stopped depending and trusting that you need a God, God is in direction. Sometimes in our lives that like, things are going so well that we forget to pray to God. We should daily be in prayer and throughout the day be in prayer with God. So, Lord, I need it. If you are going through some chaotic time in your life, I guarantee that you do some time and some inventory saying that I need more time with you. We cannot be so busy that we cannot pray. If you are that busy, you need to pray. That you don't lose your mind, that you don't lose control, that you don't fall out and fall out, and that you have no one there to pick you up. But when you can pray to Jesus, and tell them about your trials and your tribulations, when you can pray it to Jesus, and Lord, I, I don't know what to do, but I'm trusting in you. Help me out, even in my unbelief, because you got all power. Oh, glory be to God. You can just speak and things will change. Here's a beautiful thing again about power. We can just trust him who's able to do exceeding above beyond what we can ask or think or even and that we can trust in him that can do all things well. He picked up the boy. And we sing in him, Jesus lifted me. Just think about how when we are knocked down, when we are beat down, we can look up to the hills. When we're coming up, our help. And all our help comes from the Lord. When we're beaten down, we can look up into the heavens and, 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 and call on the woman that is seated at the right hand of the Father. When we look up, we can look up to the clouds and remind ourselves that the text tells us that he's going to come back one day on the clouds and the, and the trumpet archangel will sound and we all be changed in the twinkling of an eye. When we are knocked down, we can look up and think about how Elijah was called up in the chariots of fire and realize that, Lord, one day you will call us home to when we are knocked down. We can look up and remind ourselves that they had him buried in the grave for three days, but early that Sunday morning he got up with all power and dominion in his hand. We can be knocked down, but we can look up that I am alive in Christ because he died for me and resurrected and defeated death so I have victory so we can be knocked down and realize that I I am greater. I am more than a conqueror because greater he is in me than he that is in the world. We can be knocked out, but we can look up and say, He is my strength. He is my rock. He is my sword and seal. We can be knocked out, but we can look up and say, Jesus lifted me. When nobody else could help, Jesus lifted me. We can be knocked down, but 
understand that there's something in us that enables us to look up so that we can get up. We want to get up by ourselves that we can reach out to the hand of Jesus and then lift us up. But I'm encouraged you don't walk in this life without spending time with Jesus. You need to pray. You need to believe and walk out what we do. See, sometimes we misappropriate prayer that we pray to change people as if we got like magic spells. But when you are in prayer, you are changing yourself. Because in prayer, in front of the one who is holy, the one who is righteous, will help expose our own sin issues, our own sin sickness. So you got wrestling with your sin habit. You might have unconfessed sin. You need to repent. You need to get right with somebody and pray and reveal to you like, oh Lord, I do need to talk to this person. Oh Lord, I do need to let go of this and forgive this person. Oh Lord, I am not worthy of your grace and your mercy. I need to change my behavior, change my habit so I can walk in right relationship with you. We spend this time in prayer. And we start seeing the power of God moving in our lives. So when times we might be surrounded, at times we might be hoarded with a crowd, things may start appearing like about to get chaotic. That's when we want to look and see where is Jesus. And call on and say, Lord, I need you right here in this space. I forgot about you. I tried to do it all by myself. I thought it was about my might. I thought it was about my strength. But I'm going to trust you. Think about David before he was King David when he fought Goliath. He let Goliath know that I don't come by my mind or by my strength, but I come in the name of the Lord. And on this day, he will defeat you. I want to encourage you to understand that's the same God today. That you might be facing some giants, you might be facing some chaotic situations, you might face some times of stress and depression, but I would encourage you that you to say, I'm going to call on Jesus. Because in, by his name, my father says that if I call in his name, he will give me it. Oh, come on, somebody. And so no matter what you're going through, don't put your faith in somebody else, but look up and place your faith in the one that can speak and things change and things react. And say, Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. And Lord, even I doubt that it can be done, but I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Let the Lord know where you're Let him know where you're struggling. Let him know, God, I believe you, but I have some doubts right now. Help me, oh God, with my unbelief. And what will he do? Oh, hallelujah. Because our God is able. Hallelujah. So don't think about what you can do, but think about what he can do. With God, anything is possible. So be changed through prayer and faith of having a habitual time with him, of prayer, day, morning, evening, and night, every day. Spend some time in prayer with him. And pray about everything. Your job, your 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 workouts, your family, your vacation, whatever it is, pray to him. 
and see how everything will be all right. Because our God is over the ground. Because he's a righteous God. Let's Father, we thank you. That you do all things well. That you are a good Father. You are a holy God. You are the righteous King. Forgive us the times that God, we've made it about ourselves and our agenda. But we surrender to you, Lord, to have that own way. Lord, I might be someone that's struggling through a chaotic situation, but I pray you again. Lay it at your feet. Turn it over to you. And Father, I pray that they will understand they need more of you in their life. They'll do more praying, more reading of your word, more crying out to you. And we thank you, Lord, you hear our cries. You see us right where we are. And you are able to answer. And you are mighty and powerful able to change our situations. So pick us up, God. Lift us up. So we can continue to walk and fellowship with you. Father, we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us this time of worship. As we get ready to conclude this moment on, uh, online, uh, we thank you. You guys to join us as we be giving our tithes and offerings to our God. We will get back to him with all belongs to him. You can too also give uh, through the uh, website, www.zionbcporia.com. Also, you can download our app to get a gig online uh, that way as well, too. Thank you. God bless you. Keep it until we meet again. Amen.